Episode 136. The guys are here, Nick, Dustin, and Jesse. Hey, guys. What's up? Hola. That's kind How's of a going. That was a delayed response. You guys kind of yeah, left me hanging like, there. Wondered if maybe you were here or not. Uh, we're testing you. See how you'd respond. I almost went into panic mode, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was I was sort of waiting for you know Nick to kick it off. Yeah, like the first person he said to say hi. Right. Yeah. I did. They were waiting on Nick. That's a well. We were we were following directions. We heard Nick, Justin, Sheeple. and Jesse. So I was like, "Wait, I'm Justin. I can't go first. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think I buy into that. I, I've I've I don't necessarily think that Justin, you follow directions that closely. Oh, dude. <laughs> Actually, I mean, you're right. I don't follow. I was going to say, I did see you put together a tail on a 700 electric. Oh. And by all accounts, you didn't follow the directions all that close. Yes, you are absolutely correct. And you want to know why? Why is that? Because I didn't have any directions. Oh, they were hogging the I menu. made my own. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it. And that evening, <laughs> you did it with my style. brain was saying, do not install the tail bolts with Loctite. Instead, lick them or rub them <laughs> on your forehead to get some grease and sweat in there, and then just lightly tighten them. Lightly, yes. Yeah. Don't torque them down, yeah. And then forget to put one in and install something backwards. <laughs> well, you did a fantastic job of following your gut instinct on that, I, I must say. Thank you. Hey, man. I don't play by anyone's rules but my own. And grammar. You do play and, by grammar and rules. Gravity. And That's gravity. And gravity. And government taxes. You pay you play by their rules. Oh man. I'm sure there's well, a few more. I mean you obey the speed limit. Do you wear your seatbelt? Yeah, you're 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 sort of uh do you you're pay away style, from the, dude. The, do you, do you the, pay taxes the, on your house? The profoundness of the whole conversation. How about here. sales tax? Do you, do you, do I'm you... I'm losing the the flow. <laughs> I'm not sure where to go from here. I tell you what. Here's what we should do. We should find out what in the hell has been going on this week. I think that's a good I idea. I think Jesse should go first. Oh yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say that. I should go first. I this think week, Nick guys. should go first. Or Nick should go first. You know what? No. I vote for Dan to go first. I'm not doing it. Jesse, let me no, hear I, you... I got to go. All because right, after this... All right. Let's just start this off. I got to take a no-fly card. What? What? No-fly. Yep. I I did not get out a single time this whole freaking week. Let's hear the lame, um, let's so, hear the lame excuse. 
Let's see. All right, let me roll you know, the Pull the Rolodex out. I hear him flipping through it. Here. Hold on. There's a forum. There's a forum thread right now on Rolodex excuses. Bring it up, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So last weekend, I went to Spokane and was busy all weekend. Did a run up in Spokane, and then during the week, this was finals week for school this last week. So engineering finals week equals no fly there's you know just just no time no time spent a lot of time studying i had a couple engineering finals and then i also took the entrance test like the standardized graduate school test to get those scores back so i can apply for that stuff uh, what, so, uh, that what so discipline of engineering what i'm hearing Even here is that you put your education above your hobby no there's, more to, there's one, more to it for one week alone School one. What type of engineering, Jesse, are you going after? Mechanical. I could have swore the other day, Justin was saying that mechanical engineering was much, it was kind of like the basket weaving of engineering. Yeah. It's just no, that, fine. that easy. It's easy. Yeah. It's, did it's I, did I say that? I think you did. While I don't necessarily disagree, and I do believe <laughs> I've said that before. <laughs> I don't recall having that conversation with you, Dan. So you I must might have not have said it, it just, to him, Justin. You would have to agree. There's easier fields of engineering. There are. What, You're absolutely. Yeah. What correct. would that be? Civil. Civil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, my safety factor is like ten or twenty. Yeah. yeah. I build roads and bridges. <laughs> I don't care how much they weigh. Yeah. All righty. So yeah, let's get sounds- let's get back to this. The finals week. Busy, yeah, so, busy, busy. Exactly. But silver lining, another year in the bag. So I'm actually sitting back home right now, and it is the start of summer. Oh. Do you feel free? Yeah. For a week, I feel free. Yeah. I have an internship that starts the next week. <laughs> so pretty soon you're going to feel like you have money again. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I'll be able to start you know, flying a little harder, a little lower. Buy more, more. multi-rotors? <laughs> No, not more multi-rotors. Oh, you, more nitro. I know you're thinking that. Ooh, oh. nitro. No, no, no. I'm sitting here going, counting my stock of nitro going, I, I really got to get some more soon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> realize go out to the field and do 15 flights on a nitro or, you know, 17. There goes two gallons. Next yeah, week, there goes two gallons. Remember. Yeah, ni- well, yeah. It, Your it, time's it, it coming, It takes a lot Nick. of fuel, Nick. Yeah, it takes a lot of fuel to fly nitro. But... Other than that, the the N7 parts are actually sitting here, um, still packaged up. The, the UPS guy comes really, really late here. He, he didn't drop those things off to like 7 p.m. And so I just got all the N7 parts. So I'm sure you can take a guess at what I'll be doing tomorrow morning. I'm kind of surprised you're not doing it right now while you're talking. Yeah, it was like just a little wrenching. I got the <laughs> gate turned way up. You guys probably can't hear the drill in the background. <laughs> So, you know, got all the parts and we'll see if if the weather holds out. It's it's looking decent. Today was kind of a little spotty. It was raining pretty pretty good. So, hopefully get that thing rebuilt and get some more flying in, but for now I got to got to take none. Zero. Zebra. So, what where are you at? Same place you um, was last week. Yeah, same place yeah, I was like last two, week. What was First, it? 260 uh, two, something. I, th- I want to say 265 for some reason. All right. Around around there. Remember, though, I, Nick, I did give you fair warning last week. I said this 
is your chance. So, well, chance is coming gone now. Now yep. the chance is gone, but <laughs> that was your chance. So, well, this yeah. is a short week, though, Jesse. Nick, this upcoming week because of the fun fly. Nick, are you are you yeah, scared? A sh- a sh- I don't understand. What do you mean a short week, though? That I still no. No matter if I you know, let's say I go to the fun fly Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I still get a fly every day next week. So. Those those flights all count, no matter if they're in a yeah. You're just or if not. Here. I understand. I'm just saying, you know, kind of like you show up to Othello, and you could potentially mushroom stamp Nick with a lot larger of a number if you didn't only have uh, Monday through Thursday. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. But you'll get your flights in on on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yes, you're coming I on wait. Wednesday, aren't you? You're getting there on Wednesday, aren't you? Oh, I'm oh not you're sure. going early. I'm I'm not sure. Up in the air. Up in the air. I gotta I gotta figure out my my schedule. I might have some engagement pictures that I gotta do next week. Oh, so it begins. Oh. <laughs> so it yeah, begins, so, and so the calendar starts to fill. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I'm I'm not 100 percent when I'm 100 percent sure when I'm heading over. I'm hoping. Wednesday. That would that would be ideal. Get over there. Maybe later Wednesday. Get stuff set up while it's still light out. Hang out and then hit it really hard Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It? I think that all you I got? Think that's it. Yeah, keep it short, right? Not much wow. happened. I'm hoping that somebody can bring some excitement to this because that was kind of boring, Jesse. Yeah, I'm that's what well that's why I wanted to go first, guys. I was I just, just wanted to get it out of the way. <laughs> I was like, you know, let's let's keep it just normal, a little boring, and let's pick it up. So, I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you 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 set the bar low. You did it's, well, yeah, because you don't want to go into you know excitement just way up and then have me go. Yeah, you so, don't want to shoot your load right, right away. Right. No. Yeah. No, no, no. So you just keep building. Dan it, just building said it. load. Yeah. Hey, and shoot. Here's here's the real reason. This is why he's doing. It. He's right now. What's going to happen? He's done with his part. So now he's going to mute his mic, and he's going to commence to wrenching. <laughs> and when he hears we, us going to the news, he might start tuning in again. Yeah. So we can talk bad about him. Yeah. I like that. For it. Well, I'm hoping that somebody can bring this up. Uh, I'll I, go. All right, Nick. Nick always has something exciting to say. Go, Nick. Uh, you know, I don't think overly exciting this week. Ugh. I did get some flying in. Only on only on the Raptor, which is now, oh man, I got to say, uh, it's almost turned into my practice heli. Like, that's it. Did your that's battery trays show up? Is that? They did. Nice. Well, how many do you have now? I have four trays now. I have 12 oh. trays because everybody was feeling bad <laughs> for me and sent me some trays. Everyone on Team Thunder Tiger <laughs> sent you a spare <laughs> tray. <laughs> Um, I couldn't, no, I got a lot of offers, but four was plenty. It's, it's perfect because that's all that I can cram in at lunch. And you have packs to go on all four of those? Yes, I do. Really? Did you buy new packs, dude? No, I told you I resurrected some archived packs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Archived. I thought they were retired. Yeah. We call them archived. Temporarily. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but they work. So I, I put in now here's OK. I, I didn't get a ton of quantity of flights this week, but all of those flights were at seventeen hundred fifty RPM. 
which nets me seven minutes right on the money per flight. So that's actually some serious stick time when you start, you nice. know, adding up the actual like in the air. And I'm struggling on the fourth flight. How about that? Like I, I'll get my first flight up, second flight, third flight. And by the time I come back from the third flight to put the fourth pack in, I'm going, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's so long consistently in the air. Uh, when, you know, when you're not even swapping, like I have a 2100 milliamp receiver pack on that. So I'm not unplugging anything other than the flight pack. The heli hits the ground. I pop the canopy off, take the flight pack out, another flight pack in, canopy on, reset my timer back up into the air. Hmm. So it, it gets, it does get a little bit kind of, I, I probably need to bring out a note card, you know, and start setting a timer or listen to music and do that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Make some notes and music track uh, to keep me a little more organized because I'm starting to get a little bit of that that sim type problem where you go yeah. up there and you practice, you know, maybe you'll practice for a whole flight, but then the second flight you might practice something for a minute and now all of a sudden you're off dinking around and you just wasted a whole flight doing the same thing you do every flight. So I think it's a little bit, it's time to get organized with my practicing now that I have the setup and the capabilities to do that. Other than flying, uh, it was kind of, I spent some time polishing up and getting the last of the trailer uh, dialed in for Othello. I I had gotten my heater, uh, so I got that all plumbed in, got my propane tank mount, so that's all mounted up there. My wonderful wife got when we were out shopping uh, a couple nights ago, went ahead and picked up uh, the cot that I'm going to use, so I got a nice Coleman kind of springy top padded cot that folds out in there. Um, microwave is all sorted. Just need to go pick it up. Oh, man, what else? I actually was out there today just taking my time, slowly starting to put stuff in there and kind of I'm going to do the, the week-long slow pack where I see if I can do it and not remember anything. Because this is a whole new setup for me. And not I don't remember anything? Not remember anything. <laughs> well, okay. Not forget anything. <laughs> there you rem- go. Yeah, there we go. Let's let's try that. Instead. Put your radio in first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't leave, thank goodness. Um, But yeah, it's kind of weird switching setups. Because with the, you know, with the camper last year, it, you could look at a spot in the camper and you knew what items fit there and went there mm-hmm. so that yep. if they weren't, you could go, Oh yeah, that's right. I got to grab this. But now I'm actually kind of, you know, strictly relying on, I have to remember all the items himself and that's a struggle, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take my time, start get all loaded up. I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and get a little bit of flying in tomorrow. I don't know. There's that. I feel like there's a voodoo. With flying the weekend before a fun fly. Oh, man. Yeah, the voodoo is called, if you crash, you're going to have to fix your heli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. And Justin? Yes, I, Nick. I said, <laughs> I, I feel something coming through the, the radio waves here. 
that's not positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you uh are I'll, you done? Oh, uh I can update on my I am at 242. What? Nice. So you got in a fair number. You did get in a fair number, dude. I wasn't expecting a number that big. Oh, uh, you just crushed yeah. him. No, he didn't crush <laughs> I wasn't me. Wasn't expecting it to be I'm that still big. hot on his tail. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> what people hot on your tail? No, no, you missed it. It's gone. No. Yeah, I. It's past. Listen, listen on Monday, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can catch it the second time yeah. around. <laughs> In a world where 22 degrees of pitch just doesn't cut it. One tool. All setups. All sizes. All brands. Soko Heli Tools. A unique setup methodology. Soko Heli Tools. Coming to a webpage near you at www.soko-heli-tools.com. Set up different and Soko your health. Okay. I, I I feel like you have to go now because after that weird little comment, what happened? Yeah, I'm going to go. So the weather this week has been really pretty freaking horrible. And I think at least Jesse and Nick know it's been pouring here in Washington and not just like in one local area, like the entire state has been drenched for the last week. Yep. And it's really frustrating because we talked last week about the fact that That week was probably, at least for me in Seattle, the best weather week of the freaking year. And I pulled a no-fly card because I was so busy at work. Okay, well, weekend rolls around. Guess what happens? It rained all last weekend. So I didn't get to fly last weekend. And then, like I usually do, I've got all my helis in my car. So I go to work and hope to be able to get flying in during the day. And that didn't happen either because it was raining. So most of this week was sitting around huffing and puffing and getting frustrated because I hadn't flown now in over a week and it was driving me freaking crazy. But this week is my every other week off Friday. So the the, the weather started out pretty crappy this morning and I figured, yeah, you know what? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to get out to fly. It was raining, it was blowing wind like crazy, but I figured no big deal. We've got the fun fly coming up. I got to get stuff ready for that, you know, clean up my garage, make sure I have all my tools and I found all my spare parts in the pile, random piles of crap lying around. And I'm working on a couple of other projects, so I, you know, took some time to work those, slowly piecing the 770 back together, because with the bad weather, I haven't really been motivated to do anything. And about noon or so, the weather breaks. And I think I remember saying something to Nick, which was, (laughs) dude, it hasn't been raining here for like at least an hour. That is dry enough for me. Well, you asked first. You said, dude, should I go out and fly? Do I need to look this up? Yeah, I did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, 
you said to fly or to wrench? That is the question or something like that. And I replied with, I would wrench personally. The last thing I would want to be doing is sitting there at Othello in great weather, wrenching. I would rather sacrifice some marginal flights today and get all of my wrenching done. Right, exactly. That is exactly what you said. And yet, I decided to press on. So... (laughs) Paul, the so guess what he's going to be doing out of Othello. I Common went to the field. Get you nowhere. So I, I went to the field, and so this is this is how my day started out. Right, bad weather first. Finally, saying screw it, I'm going to the field, and all I wanted to do was fly my nitro. So I get out there with the nitro, and you know me, Mister Stubborn, Lazy Nitro Starter System guy, is still using his. Uh, his drill to start Ghetto. the nitro. Ghetto, Ghetto. it is. Ghetto. Mm-hmm. So I lean over to go and start the nitro. And this is, you know, one of those electric 12 or 18 volt drills, and it's got a clutch in it, right? So it's kind of like a really crappy version of the align starter with not as much power. <laughs> Wait a minute. I need you to realize what you just yeah. said. <laughs> a crappy version of the align starter. Which is okay, do you know a how crappy version a of all the other starters. <laughs> yeah. Version. How about that? Fair. I got wow. you covered. Hey now. So wait, wait, wait. No, I, no, 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 no. Dan, you cannot deny the fact that you wasted ninety dollars on that starter. That starter has started my nitros for going on two years now. But you're the only one. Yeah, everyone else is. It either tears the engine out of the airframe or it stops working. <laughs> I have burned going on 27, 20, 25 and a half cases of fuel with that Align Nitro starter. I think it's a fluke. I yeah, have got to have like the one. I have burned. Yeah, you, you got it straight from Mr. Up. A. That was Mr. A's starter. <laughs> is that the one that, that was came? back when you first got the tattoo? Okay, uh, so they sent me the good, the the good one. Yep. The, yeah, yep. Okay, that's it. The one. I'll buy that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but whether or not yours is crappy, mine is crappier. Okay. <laughs> so let's just go with Thanks, that. <laughs> so I, I I lean over to go and start my nitro, and it does its little, you know clickety-clack sound thing with the clutch on the drill, not the clutch on the nitro. And, oh, look, my hex coupler pops off. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, damn it. Okay, hold on a second. Pull the, pull the you know, the hex coupler off and take a look at it. Oh, that's kind of cool. It happened to uh, spin on the shaft and round out the uh, set screws. So the set screws have no more bite to them. And I didn't bring my set of spare hardware with me, so I don't have other set screws. And even if I did, the shaft has now sunk a quarter of an inch down into the the nitro clutch one way. And if I go and push the hex coupler back on there, it jams it in further, which is not what I want. I want to make sure it's pulled all the way up and tightened down. So I'm like, damn it, there goes the nitro. So 
All right, a little frustrated, set the Nitro aside, go and put in some speed flights, everything's going great on the speed. And I've been tuning the Align, and I am, I'm really loving this helicopter. I mean, it's, I, I did a couple of different things finally on the tune, because it wasn't responding like I said before, it wasn't responding like all my other helis, and I said, screw it, we're going to start over from scratch, and Man, it has just been getting better and better. So I was just having a blast. I I put in maybe like three or four Align flights for every one or two speed flights. And I sent a text to Nick and I'm like, dude, this Align is tough to beat. Like, it is flying amazing. Yeah, I haven't gotten the compass back together yet, but I don't know, man. Even if I do get the compass back together, I don't see how it's going to beat the Align. So, you know, I, I was super excited. Next flight, I went out and crashed it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I feel sorry, sorry for that helicopter. Sorry, that's not funny. But like it's funny. Five weeks, what, five weeks until it gets to fly again? Oh. No, dude. No, 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 no. It needs to be ready for Othello. So. Yeah. So five so, weeks. <laughs> no, in five days. It ah. will be ready for Othello. Nice. Anyway, this, it was just, it was a dumb thumb. That's pretty much it. I was just having a lot of fun and I was throwing it around and it was low and it was fast and it just, yeah. Didn't Did work you out. get throttle hold? Yeah, I got throttle hold. Okay. I got throttle hold. And I, you know, I, I don't think it's all that bad. It's a bent boom. It's uh tail blades, main blades. I think a link or two. Other than that, oh, and skids, but, you know, skids, it is what it is. You broke your fancy schmancy skids? I broke the Batwing skids, dude. <laughs> and at 40 bucks a pair, I think I'm going back to the crappy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Which at least I gave you a stockpile of. Yeah, they're, they're, they were fun while they lasted. So, yeah, the Align went in, and I was not pleased i was very pissed off because i still have the 770 to finish building i've now got to fix the nitro and i've got to order parts and rebuild the dfc before othello so so are you calling in sick on monday tuesday no no i'll get her done the the goblin's gonna be ready easily tomorrow without a problem the the nitro i mean i say fix the nitro it's like what do i have to do i spend 10 minutes to pull the engine get a new set of set screws and buy a freaking starter that's worth the crap so it's really the align so i'm hoping that i don't have to bounce between multiple retailers to get all the parts that i need you will so that i can actually get you. them on time and get it rebuilt. Even if even if I can't remaiden it, say at lunch or after work, one of the days before Othello, at least I want it in one piece when we drive over there. Yeah, and that's you know that's the sweet part about having Ken from Lower Heli there, or not? Oh Ken yeah, from dude. Lower Ken is Lower Heli. Ken, yeah, is Lower um, Heli. You're right. That you know for part support at at all of the bigger events in the Northwest. We really appreciate him doing there. And man, it's going to be really weird this year. Oh, that's right. I've got the Goblin. He has Goblin stuff. Yeah, I've got never, the DFC and he has DFC stuff. 
I never leave without ah, two, three hundred bucks worth of it. the bad part is usually it's not upgrades, it's damage replacement. <laughs> yeah, parts. I was gonna say, for, let's start this the right way. You never leave a fun fly without having crashed. Only once. One. one time. Really? Yes, Nahomish last fly? year. I showed up. You with, didn't uh, crash at Snohomish last year. No, I showed up with. I showed up with two flying helicopters and left with three flying helicopters. Hmm. Did they procreate? No, I had the third <laughs> one. It just wasn't finished and all dialed or anything. And so I actually, it was a positive flow that wow. weekend. That's the weird. Mm-hmm. Usually you know what I was thinking? Annihilated. Nick, didn't you buy the DFC from Ken? I did at Othello last year. And I bought the Goblin from Ken at Snohomish last year. That's right. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so you're right. If I can't get all my parts or I do that stupid thing that everyone's done, which is miss a part that you actually needed to replace... I do feel pretty confident that I can get the thing back in the air with what Ken's got. Because he's he stocks a lot of stuff for a line. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my week. I, I was that guy. I crashed the week before the fun <laughs> fly. <laughs> Jeez, dun, man. Dun, dun. See, that makes me really nervous about going out yeah. tomorrow. It's like, do I want to do i want to risk it yeah i don't know man it's that and that's the thing like i went out knowing full and well dude this is a week before the fun fly don't do anything stupid and (laughs) i was just having fun that hell he was flying amazing it happens yeah yep you know Stupid, simple, half-second dumb thumb I ticked when I should have talked and into the ground. You did the tick-tick? The tick-tick. Yeah, I did, I did the tick-tick. <laughs> right, not the, not the tick-tock. Yeah. It may have been a talk-talk. I'm not sure. It, it happened yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, either way, yeah. It all resulted in the same thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, for me this week, oh my God, did I get a ton of flying in this week. We're getting to the point where that makes me nervous. Said the liar. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I did. I got some flights. Not a ton. I, I actually had kind of a pretty interesting ex- experience this week. I was called to do some demos for some guys from back east. It was Like flight demos? Yeah. With a helicopter? With a helicopter. I just you no know. paper airplane. Paper airplane. Dude. <laughs> hey, dude, he flies a multi rotor. I haven't flown. I haven't flown a multi rotor. He's trying to show off with. Look at how steady this thing hovers. <laughs> you mock me now, but I know deep down inside, Justin, you can appreciate the geekness of the multi rotor. I know you can. I absolutely can. But we're not yes. talking about multi rotors. No, we're not. I had some guys come in um, that had never seen a helicopter fly, and I was asked to come to a friend's house 
throw some flights in the air in a backyard, which was a little weird because it's kind of tight. Uh, I mean, backyard into a big pasture, but nonetheless, big trees on either side, big barn. You know, I've, I've mentioned it before and you guys have all experienced it, but the difference is you guys actually know how to fly real well. Uh, when, when they go, oh my God, look at that. Oh, helicopters aren't Nailed supposed it. to do that. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. I had, I, I actually, I, I did the demo for these guys. I think, yeah, it was Monday. They called me again and wanted me to come after work on Thursday to go to, they wanted to come down to the flying field and they brought more friends this time. Very interesting. Did you do it with the nitro dude? I did. I did. Nice. Nice. To be honest with you, they were more impressed with the electric. Really? From a speed standpoint. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They well, were that very impressed with the speed of, of the electric. But hmm. um, so I got I got that, and then haven't other. I mean, the weather is. You know, last weekend was pretty good. It's been like you guys. We've been dealing with a lot of rain. Which is a good thing. We like a lot of rain this time of year. For us, anyway. So the whole state doesn't catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't start banning nitro motors past 2 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this weekend's looking horrible. Weather's crappy. I uh, I, mean, I'm, I know it's got nothing to do with helicopters, but uh, man, I'm, I'm done with my job. And on Tuesday, I'm so excited about that. I, uh, I, it's going to free up a lot more time to do some flying. Very looking forward to that as well. The, the flight, moving on, the fl- huh? moving on. Yeah. The, um, the flight count isn't all that spectacular. Justin, did you say where you were at with yours? No, I didn't when I was talking, but I'm at 226. Damn it. I'm, I'm really falling behind here. Where are you at, dude? Uh, I have not even hit 200 yet. S- seriously? Yeah. I thought you, where were you at last week? Wasn't it like one, one ninety or one ninety two? I think, or something like that. I'm just under. I only, I only got, I got uh, probably six flights in this week. So kind of the same boat as you guys. I noticed that I was really kind of taking it easy because all of my helicopters are flying right now. And I want to keep it that way because I don't want mm-hmm. to go to a and do some ranching. And I <laughs> good idea. Um, I am going to try to get some flying in this weekend. I don't think it's going to happen because of the weather. But uh, Ed has been doing some rebuilding on his 500 that he completely. You guys saw the picture, right? Remember that he had a picture of a sack. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, that's all back together. He, uh, I was surprised that he rebuilt that. Um, but he's got, he's got, he tells me he's got some issues and I haven't been able to go up there for a week or so. <laughs> the helicopter? Or Ed? We know, well, we know Ed. <laughs> Ed we know. definitely has issues. I'm guessing because of that, his helicopters have issues as well. Seven, eight, his 7HV, I got to tell you, the more I fly that heli, the more I like it. Oh. Mm-hmm. It, Dan's uh, gonna get a seven HV. Out of principle, I don't think I don't think they will take my money. <laughs> I don't know though. Maybe hey, they will. You can buy mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's just it's just a really good helicopter. I mean, it flies so nice. 
but he's enjoying the shit out of it. I got to tell you, you know, it's kind of, he's been simming a lot and it's really starting to show. I think you guys will definitely be able to see the difference. And I'm really kind of surprised at how quickly he's taken to the 700 because it took him a long time to make the transition from the five to the 600. I mean, he would fly the 500, but he would just hover the 600 for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Not the case with the 7 HP. Oh, he's just doing it, huh? Yeah, he's just He's actually it. feeling comfortable with it. Doing circuits. I don't think he's tried any loops yet. Um he, he's still I think in a little bit of He's not quite sure uh confident. Uh, last time he tried a loop, he ended up just leaving full negative and got it upright but still in full negative and of course inevitably that leads to some some impact. Yes. And uh so he's, <laughs> he's not doing that, but so basically, you know, we're just uh, we're just getting ready uh, for the big trip. I'm leaving to Othello on Tuesday. I'm staying at Dieter's Tuesday, and then Ed and I are meeting up on Wednesday, and we will be at Othello. I guess he called somebody over there, and uh, they said, yeah, go ahead, come on on Wednesday. So we're going to be getting there probably, I don't know, noonish, one-ish, two-ish on Wednesday. Oh, wow. dude, that's awesome. Nice. I'm jealous. So we are gonna we're gonna be doing some flying. I don't know. It's it's my only opportunity. I'm I do not think that I'm gonna catch you though at this point in the game. I, well, dude, I, I mean, you never it, know. it's not it's not out of the question if I get there and just and just nail down a bunch of flights. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. What uh, what up, color Dan. paint you want on your compass blades there? <laughs> what color paint? <laughs> You want to get some custom decals? Jackhammer! Yeah, give me some Jackhammer decals. <laughs> Jackhammer! <laughs> well, what decals would we put on yours if you want? Jackhammer! <laughs> um, I don't know that there is... That's something you guys have never really done. You know, we got we got uh, yeah, the dude, compass Dan guy. Yeah, doesn't we, have a nickname. We got a couple for Nick. The Mute. What's the Nick the Dick? The Dick. Uh, we got a couple for Justin. Dan's never really had a nickname. I'm feeling a little left out. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. I'm going to come up with something. <laughs> but, Nick, the, the news that I'm most proud of is um, you are going to be so happy when you see my trailer. Really? Yeah. It's not you know, clean. I was actually... It's well, not, it's got to be clean. It's not I was clean by Nick's today. standards. Cleaner, dude. Well, it, I was gonna call you today to remind you that we have to put all of the audio equipment in there when I get there. Not a problem. I that recliner okay. is out of my trailer. Okay. I have pro- procured a zero gravity chair that folds Ooh, up. Oh yeah, nice. nice. So t- plenty of room. I, I got to tell you, man, the trailer is as organized right now as it's ever been, even when it was new. Wow. Now, now, there's still stuff on the bench because I'm working on a big project, but that's because I'm working on a big project. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it looks really good. I mean, we took so much junk out of there. It's it's quite amazing. Wait, wait, wait. What is the big project you're working on? You guys on? won't let me talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh. If it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Move on. Yeah, good call, then. Good call. <laughs> uh, it's huge. Let's leave, let's leave it at that. That's anyway, it is a big project. So, mm-hmm. but other than that, no, man, the, I'm ready. I got, I'm going to do the same thing you're doing, Nick, uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, I am going to start loading the trailer with the audio gear because, well, I'll be able to tear it down. Um, it's going to be kind of a slow load over the next few days. And uh going to head out Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Nice. Hey, that's just a couple days. I know, man. Where did the time go? I'm not leaving until Thursday after work, unfortunately. Same here. Sucka! That's the plan, anyway. But I may take the following Monday off. Are you taking the following Monday off, Nick? No. Or do you got to leave on Sunday? I got to be back. But there is always a good chance that I might just tell them where to. Nick, you're taking Thursday off. Thursday. No. Oh, yeah. I can't stay until Monday. Right. But I'm taking Monday off, right, and then I'm going to go out to my field and fly. Yeah, but you don't have to, like, just wake up and jet out of there Sunday. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. Nope. Yeah. Can be nice. nice and lazy about it. Yeah. Probably same time, you know, noon, one, five, maybe. two, whatever. Yeah. Just whatever seems right. That's kind of the cool Seven. part of this this year's, I don't have to come back and like clean out the camper. <laughs> doesn't have to, doesn't have to pass the wife's inspection. Nope. <laughs> well, that's all I've been up to, guys. Just getting ready, and uh, I, I I am going to try to get some flights in, but I am going to take it easy. I'm not gonna not going to risk don't make the, the mistake I made. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should go into some news. Huh? What do you think? I think we can do it. In today's heli market, it can be a challenge to find a retailer that stocks a variety of different brands and parts, has great customer service, and boasts fast shipping. I can tell you that Rotary Wing RC has all of this and more. Finally, I feel like I found a place where I can get everything in one order and I'm confident that I'll get the shipment quickly so that I can get back in the air next weekend. You don't believe it, huh? Trust me. Go to www.rotarywingrc.com now and check out your new go-to online heli shop. Alrighty guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got for news, Nick? Okay, so remember we had talked about that uh, amazing-looking JR, the 28X transmitter? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as awesome as it is, they announced the price. Mm. Ooh. All right, Whoa. hit me with it. Yeah, that one's tough. We are looking at probably you're going to be putting about twenty seven hundred bucks. Oh in my this god! Oh. Who buys a radio that expensive? In typical standard JR fashion, it's really expensive. And you know this kind of this bleeds over into what I wonder we're going to be looking at for the Forza. Well, you, you remember know how. 
But I heard the... that it was supposed to be pretty competitively priced. Yeah. The Forza. Yeah. Really? Not going to happen. That's what I've like... been hearing. Now, I don't know if there's anything behind that. Do you I'm guys just remember saying. the SG? Yeah, the e- SG E12 yeah. or whatever or it was. Even the, mm-hmm. even the Vibe 90 SG. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yep. it's, what was that? It was like, I want to say 1500 or 13, 1400, somewhere oh, in there. Oh, dude, it was way. And that was back when air, when electric airframes were 800. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the radio looks awesome. And this one is way out of my budget, though. I mean, way, way out. I really think that with the capabilities, you know, like the 14 SG, it really changed a lot, I think, because that thing just got crazy powerful with a lot of the new features in it and stayed in that five $600 price range. And I'm sorry, I just, I can't see a radio being, getting popular if you're going to be over the five yeah. to $600 mark. Yep. Especially when you've got like that, you know, the the 14 SG, Groppner's got the new one out now that's in that same price range with a ton of features. Well, I just, I don't understand what about the radio justifies that. And maybe, you know, I'm willing to, take the position of i don't know what i what i'm missing i guess is what i'm trying to say but still like a dx7 an old school dx7 gets the job done for helis it's not like there's a lot of programming that we need in these radios yeah we sure don't need the 28 channels no no, nah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's an elitist thing, and that's cool. If that's the card they want to play, then that's fine. I, I, I guess there was, you know, there was people that bought the eighteen MZ, right? Yep. Yep. That's so, true. Who's to say that there won't be a dozen of these sold as well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of the fourteen SG, we've got a new firmware out. Dun dun dun. Uh oh. Yeah, no, no, uh oh. It's been a while. Bear with me. All right, so Futaba just released a new software for the 14SG, includes new sound files. So make sure you download uh, both the software update and the sound update. You've got to do the sound one first. I had already installed that on mine. Uh, but the last update that I think I did to mine was just for the sound in the telemetry portion of it. So this one, we've got quite a few features that are put in there this time. Vario melody improved with continuous tone and assignable volume control. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder. That's a pretty lot of fancy words to why can't they just say timers louder? Or, because, I mean, really, at the bottom, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Hold on. Read it one more time. Let's let's hear it again. All right. Vario melody improved with continuous tone and assignable volume control. What is a vario melody? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So you can We've assign got, the volume to the volume knobs? I don't. Dude, I don't know. Telemetry. So what you're trying to say is that you can turn the shit up and down. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But 
Is that my timer? Or is it going to be another one of these weird things like, well, we've got an alarm now. Oh, but it's not actually for the timer that you want to fly with. It's for something else. Yeah. And you can adjust the volume. And you can adjust the volume of that completely useless beep. It's it's for the beep that when you're scrolling use. through the menus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah. They would do that, too. Make the, the button beep a volume adjustable, but not the freaking timer. <laughs> uh, so we've got telemetry alarm duration and repeat time may now be set. Uh, some more sensors are now supported. Let's see. The SBD-1 decoder may now be programmed using the 14SG. We've got some SBUS servo overload protection setting added. And Dan, for you, there's a multi-rotor model type in this one now. What? Yeah. I don't fly multi-rotors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a... Oh, now this is cool. Stick position alarm has been added. I kind of like that. Um, let's see. We've got speech function has been added to timer one and timer two. So now you can counter annoy everyone in their DX9. Wait a minute. My 14SG will talk to me now? Yep. Oh, I hope it has a British accent. Seriously? Did yeah, it speech- not have that before? It didn't have that before. No, not. No. It was only oh, in telemetry. Wow. Yeah. So now yeah. we've got the speech function on timer one and timer two. I like it. Telemetry. Yeah. I wonder if it will be British. I'm going to go. Screw you guys. I'm going to go get. I'll be back. See, <laughs> this is this is promising. It, it, it actually looks like Futaba is supporting this radio and probably others with fairly frequent updates and they're not like updates to a screw up that they made in the software no it's actual features i mean in the telemetry thing we have a data logging icon has been added to the home screen the telemetry monitor screen now supports 16 items and the telemetry monitor screen is now user configurable there's a lot of features added in this update no Hmm. question you know, of course, it's right after I get rid of mine, but that's okay. It would have been fun to play with, but it still didn't solve, you know, my personal problem with the radio and just flat out not fitting. But I think it's really cool. Uh, it was overdue, and it looks like they possibly might have addressed some pretty big complaints. So, Stephen Petrodo over at Blade Helicopters, good friend of ours. He's got a video out now on the new Blade 200 SRX, kind of talking about and flying with the different flight modes. He takes us through each of the three flight modes, including the panic mode on the 200 SRX. Uh, Just kind of shows the flight characteristics, not only of the heli, but of kind of what each mode does. And man, this is going to, this could, I think they're going to sell a lot of these. Because this is like plug-and-play out-of-the-box with bailout and panic and, you know, beginner mode, intermediate mode, experienced, and the full-on panic mode. Boy, for bind and fly, that's pretty appealing for new pilots. Hmm. Especially if you want to come up from the micro world, you know, Mm -hmm. this could be very, very tempting. Hey, do you guys happen to remember... Do you remember that fly system that Futaba made? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, the CG something the with CG three numbers. Uh, CG and the most important question, why? <laughs> oh, ooh. ouch. Ba-da. So they've got a software update out. Yeah. How long did it take you to think of that one? Did you, was that? That was all on the fly. Oh, no. Dude, and it, it was delivered pretty smoothly. Yeah. Like, I, I walked right into it. Yeah, I was, yeah, did not see that going. <laughs> I'm thinking you, you've He's, been thinking about that all day. He is here all night, ladies and that's, gentlemen. That's right. Your tip your waiters. <laughs> yep. So this free update offers faster, more streamlined options in the programming. Both the menu terminology and the structure have been simplified to make it more intuitive and kind of more of a streamlined process for tuning. Now includes a new flight tuning menu that provides a welcome shortcut to better performance, whatever that means. What does that mean? I don't have a... What? It's like auto-tune. A welcome shortcut. A welcome shortcut. I don't understand that. I wonder if it's almost kind of like I can relate, like in the icon where you pick, you know, basic 3D hardcore and it kind of puts a lot of the parameters... In a general direction. Hmm. I don't know. And it also says this is this is really why I wanted to bring this up. Pilots of electric helis will also experience enhanced governor performance. Hmm. I didn't even know that it was capable of running an electric governor before. Maybe that's know, why it'll ma'am. experience enhanced performance because it couldn't before. going from no governor to a governor is is definitely definitely an enhancement that's a lot of enhancement now you know I I gotta hit on the point here where it says this free update offers faster more streamlined options and programs menu terminology and structure has been simplified I you know I feel like They've made like four or five firmware updates, all with that same sort of language. Yeah. Why it, Why is the menu system so freaking complicated? Okay. And why don't they just simplify it the first time? Why don't they make a radio with a better menu programming? They just physically can't do it. <laughs> but, dude, the radio, you know, actually, I, I, I disagree with that. I think that the radio, it's different than a Spectrum, but I don't think it's not user-friendly because it's hard to follow and understand. I think it's just the sheer number of functions. And I don't you know, know, dude. The, it's the, been the, a the, long time. When was the last time you played with a newer Spectrum radio? I have, well, I've never, I haven't flown one as in owned one myself. But I've taken a look at friends at the field who have DX8s and DX9s. And yeah, it it's a nice, clean user interface. But I don't think Futaba's that bad. And and I have a CG or a GY701 Futaba Governor for my gasser. And it's the same sort of menu setup. And it's not difficult. So I just I, I guess I don't understand why the it was a common had complaint. to be so freaking complicated. I don't know why, but I know that it was a common complaint with this. It was like, oh my, what are all these weird terminologies and what does this do? What does that do when it actually does this? And then they you know, they chopped a bunch of it out, put out a new update. Okay. 
So now it flies better, and you don't even need any of that stuff. Okay, and then they kept doing it and doing it. And I guess, you know, now they're going to do it again to make it even more simple, which great if they are. But, you know, I, I don't know. I never flew one. And I I did hear that on the... Have any of us flown one? I haven't. I have not. I did. I heard that on the... I think it was 1.3, the one previous to this. I heard that that flew very, very well. Dan, like you actually, said you've flown one? I have. First version. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I heard so, that one was not so good. No. <laughs> he says confidently. He says no. I mean, I, I'm i not going to say that I, w- I wouldn't. Be open to try it. If if they say it's got an electric governor and someone can confirm maybe prior to me putting the effort into it that, yes, it does work and it works decent and that it's, you know, fairly easy to tune, um, I, I might be up for giving it a shot. I'm not feeling the separate sensor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it... Man, it really depends. I mean, just like the V bar, some some well, helis it works. Some helis it works. Some helis it doesn't. Yep. But this one, okay. At least if you're going to do a separate sensor, I love the fact that I can tune it on the unit. Like I feel like that almost makes up for it. Yeah, but I still think you'd want to use software. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. It, I mean, can you plug it into software? I don't know, honestly. I know very little about the thing. But I, I know, personally we'll prefer to use software. If it if it gains some steam and kind of revamps it a little bit, I guess I guess I kind of go back to the. Uh, hmm, I I heard this this week somewhere. Can't quite pin my finger on it, but that whole Occam's razor thing. I feel like if it if it was oh. <laughs> if it was that good, people would be flying it. That is a very good point. So, cut that crap away, and what's yeah. left is a fly barless system that you don't need to bother trying. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch! Actually, hold yeah. on. Take two. That one was a little rough. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was very rough, dude. No, I mean, honestly, I'd be interested in, in checking it out just to see what it's all about, because it's Futaba, and I absolutely love their radios, and we all know their servos are amazing, but there's just something about the Fly Barless system that, it, I don't know, it's not one of the big names in Fly Barless, so it just, it feels weird. Yeah. All right, are we ready for the... Eh. I guess I'll call it news of the week, although I don't feel it's very fantabulous. Let's hear it. We have another. We have the competition, I guess, to the Stingray here. We've got the Invertix 400 3D-capable multi-rotor. With, you ready for this? This is one that we have not seen in the hobby before. Heard about it. Seen some old prototype videos. Motor reversing technology. So unlike the Stingray, uh, this thing is not variable pitch. It just turns the motors around. 
And from the videos, seems to do it pretty well. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the news of the week. I didn't want to be that guy this week, the so thank you. enthusiasm is just overwhelming. Well, I, I just feel like I got ripped off for the news of the week. You did. I <laughs> don't feel like oh. it. You did. All right. Yeah. Huh. Like coming out of the movie theater after watching a really bad Keanu Reeves movie. You just got ripped off, dude. All Keanu Reeves movies are really <laughs> bad, dude. <laughs> All you had to do was say watching a Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> Who's listening to their customers? KDE is listening to their customers. Their new G3 line of motors are exactly what you asked for. Want a lightweight motor with no sacrifice in power? The 700XF535 is what you're after. Want unboggable power on 12 or 14S? Slap in a 700XF455 motor for insane amounts of power. There's even the new XF Multi-Rotor Series motors for when precision and quality are a must. Stop by www.kdedirect.com and pick out your new G3 Series motor. As an engineer, I really do appreciate it because it's cool technology. I mean, there's more that goes into this than just the ESC and the control but also, you know, having a set of props or a prop design that can efficiently operate in both directions. There's there's a lot of cool stuff behind this, so I definitely applaud Bobby for, for pulling this off. I, I'm, I'm not personally interested in it because, like the Stingray, I just don't think a 3D quadcopter really does much for me. But I'm sure there are a lot of people who are going to give it a try. And Mm -hmm. the reason I think that is because I bet you this thing is a heck of a lot more reasonably priced than the Stingray. That. Because at the end of the day, the Stingray, you know, I can't tell completely from the video, but this thing looks like it's kind of like a 450 sized multi-rotor. It's not a big thing like the Stingray. And Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't have complex mechanics. With the belts and the, you know, the whole drive system and the 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 linkages. Like you crash a Stingray and that's, that could set you back. Dude, you're crashing a heli if you crash a Stingray. You're right. Absolutely. But you crash this thing and yeah, I don't know. You're probably looking at props and maybe, maybe the little fiberglass canopy deal. So for those people who do want to do sort of more aerobatic multi-rotors this is probably a pretty cool cool thing to check out and you know you can land it upside down i saw those pictures yeah yeah so how's that (laughs) how's this are you ready you ready for even more of this i'm ready if you were to run over to um stingray the actual Stingray Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Guess what they're coming out with? Ooh. Stingray Sport 420 coming soon. Standard or reversing motor 3D capable. 
Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That sounds a little familiar. Yep. Kind of like the news of the week. Almost. But from a different company. Yeah, I can see. I, I mean, truthfully, I why would you not? All of the little quadcopters that, that they're coming out with now. If the, you can get the ESCs, you know, just a little bit more expensive. And, and maybe the props are a little bit more past that. Why not make them all 3D capable? Meh. Yeah. You're saying all multi-rotors? Well, not all multi-rotors, but all of the, you know, kind of bind and fly style with the canopy, that sort of a thing. You know, I'm not talking like big AP platforms or anything like that. But yeah, there's, I, there's but a I lot still of smaller go back ones to, dude, why... Fundamentally, why would you want to 3D a multi-rotor? Because you can? Or I, And I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I'm, I'm honestly asking, what am I missing? What is the draw in 3Ding a multi-rotor? Well, why don't you buy one and fill us in on that? <laughs> My guess. I mean, because I'm watching the video with Bobby Watts doing pyro flips and all sorts of stuff and yeah i mean it's 3ding it's not smackable no you it's can pretty sometimes slow. struggle to understand whether it's upright or upside down and what direction it's you going you know what my and... guess is justin they're they're flat out way easier to fix i mean way easier to fix so if you can get That's a true. little bit of the ooh look i'm flying upside down with potentially a lower crash cost and mechanically a lot simpler, I can see the appeal. To and it. easier to get up and initially fly. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. okay. Yeah, I guess I buy that. It's a hard sell for you, Justin. I'm just partial to <laughs> helicopters. I don't I, I think multi rotors have their place, but it's not in the three D world, is it? Not three D. No. But no, hey, I, you know what? Everyone gets something different out of the hobby, so if you enjoy it, then good on you. You know what I do think is pretty cool, though? And, and I, I got to give kind of a shout-out to Curtis for, for pushing this aspect of it. But that FPV pylon racing, now that... That is cool, dude. That would be rad. I would be totally down for doing that. To the point where I would go buy one and set it all up? and Probably not. But I can now there is a great like in my opinion, there is a great application for a multi rotor. That would be fun. And it's gonna be a lot safer than doing that, you know, with a seven hundred <laughs> FPV pylon racing with a seven hundred would be Ooh, rad, but uh, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, just venturing out new things, but enough of that. That's it. That's all I got, dude. Justin, Jesse? Nah, nothing. I do not have any news this week, Dan. Can we speculate on a few things? Of course we can. Please, yeah, as dude, always. with the best of them. <laughs> I want to speculate on two things that I want to see if you guys heard this week. First, the price of the V-Bar radio. Or it's oh, going to be about a thousand bucks. Nope. No. 750. Yep. 
Oh, a thousand for the combo. They got a combo, a couple different combos, yeah. right? Just the radio mm. seven fifty. All right. So that should have been the news of the week. But I still, seven fifty for a radio that just works with a V bar. Yeah, dude. What the Does hell it? is that? Did yep. you confirm that? Wait for it. I saw. Wait I for saw it. it. <laughs> yeah i don't know man. yeah I don't know. what do you guys think about that well i just expressed myself <laughs> <laughs> i can smell it from here i i would express a similar tone yeah so i mean we were actually kind of having this conversation not not necessarily about the radio but don't get me wrong, and it, it, I guess it kind of ties back in with the post that I made up on Facebook last week about people just being ridiculously fanboyish about new products and then slamming the ones that they were flying the month prior that were the greatest thing in the whole entire world. V, V-Bar is V-Bar's V-Bar. V-Bar is what all fly barless systems have been compared to since we started flying fly barless. I mean, they're, they're, they're the pillar they're what everything else was built around. But V-Bar is just V-Bar now. There are a lot of other really good fly barless systems out there mm-hmm. that are priced better and fly just as good. So yeah. I feel like they're trying to hold on to their status of, well, we're V-Bar. The name only takes you so far. That's you, right. I mean, and when your competitors catch up and pass you, and I'm not, I'm not saying that necessarily they've been passed. Then you got to take a step back. Yep. I feel like 750 to me is way too pricey for anyone other than those people who fly all V bar. And I know there are probably a fair few of those out there. But, but I don't even even if you fly all V bar, I still feel like that's a huge, huge commitment. Because now not only are you flying V bar right now, you're basically mm-hmm. saying that next year you're probably you're you know you're still flying V bar because you just bought a seven hundred fifty dollar transmitter. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it's, it's not yeah, just you're really now. absolutely. In. Maybe that's this what they're counting completely on, different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true, but I, I I don't know. I feel it's a very big move of arrogance that will will probably kind of be the beginning potentially of their demise. Ooh, now there's speculation. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the de- uh, okay. And let me explain. V-Bar has now put out the last two units. Okay, Silverline, right? Silverline was a new new version that they have of actual hardware. Different sensor, right? Different uh-huh. color case. Was that any better? I think there were improvements on the sensor technology or the, you know, the no, 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 damping no. of the samples. Was that any better from a modeler standpoint and a failure oh. rate standpoint? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Okay, the fact that you can't say, oh, yeah, that was way better. That's a fail. Like, sorry, but that's a fail. We're still we're still dealing with uh, a separate sensor based fly barless system that does not particularly have the greatest reputation for reliability. 
I mean, we've seen more than our fair share of V-bar sensors fail, right? I'm not saying that they're mm-hmm. unreliable, and that's not what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm, what I'm getting at is they don't have like, oh, dude, you, know, you buy that, you're never going to have a problem with the electronics. Don't worry about that. So they don't particularly have the, the physical hardware that is competitive with the stuff that's out now. You know, the, the mini V-bar, yeah, it's great, but it only in certain applications. Mm-hmm. Whereas the majority of the other players in the game, you can take the all-in-one units and put them on anything and everything, and there is no, you know, servo bus issues, yep. uh, vibration. I mean, so I feel like they are really lacking in the hardware department and you know updates when when was the last time that we saw an update you're telling me that in the last what year there's nothing in they don't think there's anything be in in well, the they've been busy itself? putting together a $750 radio yeah and, yeah. Th- and <laughs> that, that correct. and that right there is why i feel that they're going to slowly start going downhill just and, because of that reason right there and for the record like all the icon people that are listening, you're not far behind. <laughs> I, I love my icons, but if I can rattle off a list of six right off the top of my hand, things that need to get fixed right now, why are they not fixed? I'm just one guy and I know about all these. You're t- I mean, have they just given up on it? Where's the updates? Because that's public perception. If you quit updating quit doing small updates, then people are like, well, if you're just sitting back trying to take a ride, uh, you know, and we have a we have a name for that maneuver now, and it's called the Beast X. <laughs> put out a good product. Oh, come on. They came out with a Beast X Plus oh. 14 years after the original release. Yeah, really <laughs> put a lot of thought into that one. Damn, Nick, you're... Uh... Brutal. Well, I I like it because yeah. I, I I agree. You can't yeah. sit still. No, you I cannot agree. sit still in the fly barless market. Especially now the way the market is. I mean, it would have been different if we were five years ago. But it's a completely different arena. People are more impulsive than they ever used to be. Prices enable them to be impulsive without feeling bad about themselves. All it takes is one misstep on a manufacturer's part, and you have people jump ship. Yeah, It happens all the yeah. time. And silence is the worst thing they can do. <laughs> I mean, That's true. If you thing. have a problem, then at least open your mouth and say, yes, we recognize we have a problem. We recognize you guys are unhappy about it. We're doing our best to fix it. Yeah, throw I mean, up, lie to us. Throw up random posts or questions. Hey guys, you but know not we're working away. Anything? Yeah, we're working away on the next update. What would you guys like to see? Just to show the people that already bought your product. Hey, we're still hanging in there. We're still working on stuff because once I sell it, I mean that's like here's a perfect example: the CGY. A lot of people bought that when it came out, and then it was problems and then it went a long stretch without anything and once people sell it you're not going to buy it back 
because there's going to be something better that is more enticing to spend your money on. Well, I already tried this once, and, and that's where it's unfortunate because they might put out the best update possible, and it might be nailed. But people aren't going to go there. They're not going to spend their money on it because they already spent their money on it once. So let's that? go to speculation number two. Okay. Ooh. Fact or fiction? Blade 700 X recall. Fact, but I can fill in the fact even more because I went straight to the source. That was the original old one. So it's not a new... No. It just got... with the spindle washers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow, somehow, somewhere, someone dug it up and almost made it sound like a new one, but it's the same thing that was... Yeah. So, no issues there. All right. Well, that's all the speculation. Uh, oh, <laughs> fact or fiction. You ready? Yeah. RJX is putting out a fuselage that mimics all of the other ones out there. I was going to I was waiting. I wanted to see what brand were you going to reference? Was it SAB? Was it a line? JR? I mean, Avant. I'm going to, I don't, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. It. It's true. I know. They're all going to look like that in a year. Yep. It's called the Vector. Hmm. And it's got a kind of a combo of like a, it looks like a, a I want to say a, a half and half between the Forza. Yeah. And a Stacy fuselage. Like in a, you know, the FAI fuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are all going to well, look like that. Too. And you know what I like? Dude, this is crazy. No one heard anything about this at all. Done, right? Official presentation and sales start the 4th at Heli Masters in July. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's done. Are we done speculating? Sure. I mean... <laughs> I'm always good for speculation. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we'll wrap the news up then, huh? No one else got anything? Last chance, Jesse and Justin. Ah, move on. All righty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RSD helicopter news magazine. You know what's awesome, guys? Is being able to run the same brand of battery for all my RC needs. I'm able to put a Genzace battery in my transmitter, on my multi-rotor, use them for receiver packs, and then of course my main flight batteries for my electric helis. This guarantees a high level of performance that I can count on day after day, which is very important when we have so much money wrapped up into this hobby. So the next time you need batteries, head on over to hobbyparts.com and pick up a set of Genzace batteries. Justin, I'm gonna. I wanna. You you mentioned that you've been getting some emails, and I actually remember seeing a post or two on our chat box on our forum, mm-hmm. kind of talking about. They kind of, you know, a few listeners have asked us to kind of go and talk about pre comp and what was the other one? Pre comp feed forward. Feed forward. Yeah. So I'm gonna just kind of hand this over to you and let you roll with it. And kind of fill us in on those questions that you got. 
I got a number of emails. It sounds like there were people in the chat box discussing. I think there was actually a forum post, too. I can't remember. But there have been a number of people who have been asking after the last two Fly Barless episodes. Give us a little bit more detail on pre-comp, feed forward, that sort of a thing. What they do, why do I care, so on and so forth. Now, this is not going to be, we're going we're gonna to touch on this probably for a few minutes. It's not going to be a whole episode worth of discussion. We certainly could spend that amount of time, but I think we'll just hit on it quick and then move on. Feed forward, pre-comp, you've probably heard both of those words. Depending on what fly barless system you're using, they call it different things. But what you need to know is that they are effectively the same parameter. They're used in different ways. Sometimes you'll see it on your cyclic. Most of the times you see it on the tail. The classic example is the V-bar pre-comp in the tail advanced tail menu. So what pre-comp or feed forward is, it's actually pretty simple. From a, from a control system standpoint, all it does is give your control system an advanced preview of a change that you're making. And so for the tail, we talk about collective pre-comp. And what that means is I want my tail to hold as hard, as well as I can get it to under load, under quick load changes. So I punch the collective and my tail is going to want to kick to the right, nose left because of the change in torque on the head. And without feed forward, I'm left to my closed loop control system, keeping things in place, my P, I, and D gain. What pre-comp or feed forward does is because the collective is run through the fly barless system, which also controls the tail, your tail control loop is looking for collective inputs from your transmitter, from your radio. And when it sees a collective input, it says, oh crap, I'm about to get a change in load. I want to give the tail a little bit of a head start so that when the load kicks in full steam, my tail doesn't move all that much and it lessens the amount of work that the actual control system has to do. So pre-comp, feed forward, all the same thing. Pre-comp stands for pre-compensation, by the way. This is a really useful tool because it, it allows you to get that last, you know, we always talk about the last five or 10%. And depending on the fly barless system you're using, not all of them require pre-comp on the tail to actually make it work perfectly. In my particular case on Bavarian Demon, I find more often than not that I can tune the tail to that 99% level for me and my flying skill without pre-comp. There are a couple of helis that I've flown where I do need to put a very small amount in, but that's not always the case. And, you know, following off of this, the part two episode where we walked through the different fly barless systems, Nick, can you talk about pre-comp in your icon and how that might differ from my experience on Bavarian Demon? Yeah, well, one thing that I've learned, you know, not just the icon, but going back and going through the whole V-Bar experience recently on the MD and the 700X, it's probably the number one 
uh, parameter that I believe gets overtuned from right from the beginning. And for personally, yeah. for me personally, it causes a lot of problems. Uh, it is very difficult when you have too much pre-comp, you'll get what's what I call a counter kick. Now that counter kick, you know, rather than if you're in a hover and you do a quick stab on the collective, the tail is naturally going to want to go to the right. So we give, we start increasing our pre-comp amount to help give it that head start. You know, I, I think of it actually like if you're at a drag strip and you have a light tree, if you're just sitting there ready, waiting for one light to go off, to take off, your start time is going to be a lot slower than if you have something letting you know when you're about ready to go. So the pre-comp kind of gives you that opportunity. Oh, here comes the collective, here comes the collective, more, 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 I'm going to give a little more, and then the PID can take over. What happens when you have it too high is the tail will actually kick in the opposite direction first. So it'll kick tail left but then swing out severely yeah. to the right. So here, if in certain fly barless systems, that counter kick is really small. I mean really small, especially on the icon. So what you'll see is that you will start increasing your pre-comp, and your tail kick is now basically getting bigger. And it's, it's so not correct because your brain is going, wait a minute. This isn't right. Why is this getting worse and I'm going up and it can get very confusing? So tune the tail with it off. I mean completely off, even in the icon. For my first, I would say, two helicopters that I had in my first 200 flights, I was setting my pre-comp at 15 to 20 and tuning it that way. Guess what? All of my helicopters now have no more than 12. That's a big difference. And I was compensating with a poorly tuned P&I gain with excessive amounts of pre-comp. So uh, as far as the icon is concerned, go all the way down, do all of your tail tuning with it completely off, then slowly increase. And, you know, I wanted to make a comment on the feed forward thing. I've got this question uh, back when I wrote uh, the Beast X tuning guide that I did, I got this question a lot. How is, what's the difference between feed forward and like, let's say, um, a control behavior like paddle simulation or decreasing my expo? That's a really confusing thing because they can potentially feel somewhat similar. They're all going to make the helicopter more sensitive around center stick. That's true, but the big difference with feed forward is feed forward starts and happens at any added input, whereas uh, like Expo is only related to around the middle of the stick. Once you start to get out past where the Expo goes, it no longer comes into play anymore, whereas feed forward, you can give half, let's say you're sitting over at half throw with a right aileron. If you quickly go to full throw, feed forward plays a role there. Whereas Expo does not. Yeah. Um, and you know that Nick, that's a really, really good point. And it, it hits on 
you know, I want to emphasize one more time, different terminologies for different fly barless systems and parameters. We're all talking about the same thing here, though, with pre-comps and feed forward. And, you know, going back to the example that we discussed a few episodes ago, and I think I touched on this, the feed forward or pre-comp term in the car example, when Dan and Nick were driving and trying to keep five lengths apart, the feed forward is equivalent to Dan and Nick being on the cell phone and Dan saying, I'm about to break. Now that Nick has that knowledge, he can adjust what he's going to do accordingly so that he doesn't have to rely on his reaction yeah. to what he sees. He can be proactive in his approach. The, the other example I want to give, and it hits exactly on what you're talking about in terms of sensitivity uh, initial response or some fly barless systems will call it agility or stick response. What that is, think of it this way. Feed forward is exact on, on cyclic is exactly the same thing that you guys have on power steering in a car. It's the same exact idea. It, it acts to amplify the control inputs that you're providing. And it does so in a car, it does so based on how fast the car's going. But in this particular case, it in the helicopter, it does so based on where you've got the parameter tuned and how, in most cases, how rapidly you move your stick from its current position. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and One don't forget thing. Governor, too. Governors play a large role in pre-comp on the tail. Huge role, actually. If you have an more of an aggressive governor uh, or well, actually for that ma matter, you swap out and you put in a motor that's got, that's a lot more powerful. Like I had talked about in the torque gear. Yep. Torque motor, like the 700 XF, the 535 K KVG three motor. That one's got more bottom end torque. So I actually had to go up a couple points on my pre-comp. Um, so, you know, all of those things come into play, but, Definitely start low uh, in, you know, as far as the tail pre-comp goes and work your if, way up. If you can tune your tail without pre-comp or with very low pre-comp, that's the optimal yep. situation. You should never get yourself in a situation where you are trying to add more pre-comp as opposed to increasing your, your tail gains to get the tail to feel the right way. That's the wrong direction. Everything that you do with all of the little tiny parameters and filters and, you know, pre-comp, those things, is supposed to allow you to increase the main gain. So high gain, low pre-comp is what you want to shoot for. That's right. Yep. What a, what a great couple episodes and a nice little follow-up. A lot of good information there. That was a lot of fun to do So Dan, you know how I've been taste testing a lot of different helis lately. Well, I think it's about time to try out a new flavor. I'm wondering if you've got any suggestions for me as to what to look at next. Dude, did you not read Nick's review on the Blade 700X? Man, you've got to head over to Blade Helicopters and check out their new Pro Series helis. Oh man, you're right. That 700X looks like it's just the ticket. Well, I'm off to www.bladehellies.com to check out my next flavor.
time of year for us especially. Got some fun flies coming up. Some of you guys in the warmer weather areas, you warm weather dicks as we like to refer to you as, have already been to your season opener. Our season opener, of course, is coming up this week. We're very excited about it. Othello, of course. Let's take a few minutes and talk about what do we do to get ready for a fun fly. Uh, we've talked. Ooh, me, me. We've talked about it before, but it's a great refresher. Justin's first step: crash your good flying helicopter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's that's it. I had to get that out there. Step one: crash uh, the helicopter that you love flying the most. A week before the event. And then scramble to get it together, <laughs> to get it to back together before the event. Man. Pro tip number two. Oh, I won't do it to you this time, Nick. <laughs> I'm giving you enough shit about the radio. Bring your I was going to say, he's going to say, <laughs> pack the radio. <laughs> but it That's is right, a good dude. thing to make sure you bring to a fun fly. I would highly <laughs> advise it. It can add to your positive experience. Here's pro tip number three, and this one's a serious one, and I've taken this more serious as the years have gone on. Do an inventory of your spare parts and and also look your helis over and see if there's anything that, you know, the, the consumables that, that have a tendency to wear, yep. uh, wear out, or, you know, something like that belt, um, some carbon... Uh, tail control rods if they're not protected on the little sliders links that sort of a thing Uh, because what i always tend to do is forget about that stuff and then if i do remember one or two things i'm too late to place the parts (laughs) order to get it in time or you you pay for it with shipping That, yeah, or, <laughs> or or what's worse, Jesse, is you place the order, you pay for it with shipping, thinking, oh, dude, today, overnight, I'm going to get it. And it shows up the day after you left. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, think it through. I, I, I try to get going on that two to three weeks before, just in case. That way you're not rushing, you're not forgetting something. Nowadays, there are a lot more vendors, at least at, at our fun flies locally in the Pacific Northwest, and I, I'm sure in some of the larger ones around the country. But depending on what brand you're flying, you may or may not be able to find those types of parts. One thing I did last year, I don't even know if you guys, if I told you guys about this, I actually kind of did that and I had to rush some stuff to before I could get, you know, it wasn't going to show up in time. I actually had stuff sent general delivery to the post office to the city where the fun fly was at. Oh. <laughs> so nice. That was a nice good trick, dude. That's yeah. Yeah, it's just if you know the city, know the post office, just general delivery, show your ID, pick up your package at the post office. A lot of that stuff, getting your helis ready for the fun fly, that's kind of that general maintenance stuff. Most of us Especially for us, us in the Northwest that are going to Othello next week, it's um, we're all ready. We've been working on our helicopters. Hopefully, we haven't been crashing them a week before. But that maintenance is pretty fresh, right? I mean, your guys' maintenance is pretty fresh on your, your helis. Mm-hmm. I mean, the season mm-hmm. we haven't been flying that long. So that that's always a good thing to do, especially during the flying season when we start going. Uh, don't don't do a Dan and... and um, show up with links that just need to be relinked. You don't want to be doing that stuff at the fun fly. 
Well, maybe, maybe you want your friends yeah. to. <laughs> That's yeah. always nice. Well, the problem I find with wrenching at the fun fly is that you're always resenting the fact that you're spending your time building or fixing something yeah. instead of flying, which is the reason that you went there. Let's yeah. face it, we can wrench all year long, mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can wrench in bad weather. Fun flies are there to fly. Going off the uh, there to fly, I've been working hard trying to get all my helis tuned because I don't want to be wrenching at the fun fly, and I don't want to be plugging in the heli after every flight trying to get those last but little, you, but you know, you the will last be. little bit out. But you will. I probably will be, <laughs> but, they'll be but they'll be really close. That's not, not something I want to be spending a major amount of time on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Jesse. I mean... I don't know. I always feel like for me, I'm in a perpetual state of tuning mm -hmm. on at least one heli. There's always something that I'm trying to tweak or wanting to try out, but you definitely want to get them to the point where you're spending quality time in your flights. Yeah. It may not be perfect, but if you have to go up, fly for a couple of minutes, bring it back down and plug it in, go back. That's, that's a mess, man. Mm-hmm. What about tools? What tools should we be bringing? This would be a good refresher, not only for those that are heading to the first event of the year, but also for some of our new listeners who have maybe not been to an event. And I know we've talked about this in detail in the past. Do we bring the whole heli workshop with us? I think it depends what kind of pilot you are. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. What uh, do you mean by that, Nick? Uh, uh, be honest with yourself and say, what's your likelihood of, of crashing? I mean, obviously, all of us can fly, but I, for instance, Dan, will run a much higher risk of crashing than you would, right? Most likely, So, therefore, yeah. in turn, I bring all of my tools <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there's, yeah. there's borderline not a tool that I have not used. Dremel. I mean, and I'm talking mm -hmm. odd stuff. Little bench top vice, Dremel. Soldering Everything Soldering to solder iron, with. Heat gun. That's right. Glue gun. Train. Glue gun. I Shoe goo. Shoe goo. Shoe goo. <laughs> yep. I've used all of those at a fun fly myself. But then again, I when I go to a fun fly, I'm fairly aggressive with my flying and crashing is not out of the question. And I also, I get some satisfaction about being, you know, I like that comfort. And maybe that's it. If I have part support there and I know that I have all the tools to fix it, yep. then I go fly and have fun. Yeah, you don't mind sort of cutting loose and really giving it hell. Nope. So that, and I think that's what it comes down to when you say what kind of pilot you are because, yes. you know, everyone flies differently and everyone has a different comfort level flying in front of other people. And so if you're a new person or a beginner or maybe even intermediate and just haven't been at many fun flies, you may go and be much, much more reserved, you know, and only do, say, 50 percent of what you would do at your local field or when no one's around watching and judging. But then there's the exact opposite where there are people that go into what I call fun fly mode. Where you don't see them fly harder than when an entire field of, pe of people are watching them. And so, you know, those types of people, Kenny, actually, <laughs> no, Kenny, 
dude, you fly that hard regardless of who's yeah. watching there's you. Someone there. Yeah. Yeah. I should have thought that one through. <laughs> but but no, like you like you said, Nick, you you get out there and you're hanging out with your buddies, you're having a blast, and you just start loosening up and having a having fun. And when that happens, shit goes wrong. Yeah, I I don't mind crashing if I'm having fun, and I'm okay with that. You know, that's a really good point. You know, you go to a fun fly, you want to make sure you got everything you're going to need. But, you know, overdoing it or maybe overstressing yourself in that thought process could maybe potentially take away from the fun. You don't want to be that guy that's constantly asking someone for, hey, uh, you mind if I use use some of your tools? You know, but at the same time, if you go pack as light as you can, uh, you know, you can, you, you can have a really good time. And, and for example, a guy, a guy like Ed, Ed doesn't bring a whole lot of tools. Ed doesn't really fly a lot at a fun fly. He does get a few flights in, but he's, you know, his, he's a social creature. So he's talking a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's enjoying the fun fly just as much as any of us, but he doesn't need to go overkill. And if he does, something does happen and he needs to borrow a tool. He knows that he, could probably find somebody there that might have that tool. And, right. you know, maybe that's yep. another big part of it, too. Are are you the type of individual who's comfortable with asking and being open and just walking around, hey, has anyone got one of these? Um, if you know that you're not, then you might want to bring it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think ever, not once, have I ever been bothered or harassed to a point where it was like, really, why didn't you just bring your own? Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah. and that's coming yeah. from a tool guy who's really into tools. I deal with tools for a living, and that can agitate me a little bit. But I haven't, uh, you know, the worst situation that I was in was someone was like, hey, you got this? Uh, yeah, sure, not a problem. And they just sit down at my table and start <laughs> fixing their stuff right there, there it comes so out. that they're closer to all my tools. Yeah. Now there's a good way to yeah. piss someone. You gotta basically when Nick gets to a fun fly and sets up his table, that's <laughs> Nick's table. Stay the hell away. That's, that's the end of it. That's his table. Don't even it's, look at it. It's my. I'm very weird about dude. It's my. It's my thing. You it's, know it's that does tend to happen to us a lot. I've had that happen before too. Where before I know it, I don't have enough room on my table to put my drink down <laughs> because someone has rolled up and put their heli down and is working on crap. Yep, that is a good point. Also, I mean, maybe. Maybe you don't need to bring a ton of tools, but, uh, you know, one thing you should probably most definitely bring, unless you're very comfortable sitting down, like I've seen Dieter does this, because I don't think he really brings a table. He'll just get down on the ground and just literally work on the helicopter on the ground. Uh, you know, a lot of guys... Yeah, that's true, dude. You know, a lot of guys aren't comfortable doing that. I'd rather sit at a, at a table and use a, you know, not lose any screws in the grass and whatnot, but a table. It's simple. Generally, pretty easy to pack. You can lay it flat at the bottom, the bottom of all your stuff. It's very nice to have a table at a fun fly. You know, I'm I'm going to put a double advocate for that, and the reason why, I mean, you know, I I fix stuff for a living, and one thing that I've learned as as I've gotten, I don't know, maybe it's older, wiser, whatever, that a large, comfortable and organized workspace is can be directly related to your attitude. 
and your willingness and and your frustration level. If you have, you know, you bring a nice four by eight fold out plastic table. You bring a towel to lay down on that table so that you can lay your heli down. It doesn't slide all over the place because my God, that plastic they put on the tables now they make <laughs> got them graphite of. in it. It is yeah, yeah. exactly. It has graphite <laughs> plastic. That is the complete opposite of whatever skid material is and a helicopter laying on its side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, lay a towel out. That being able to stretch out, take your Allen drivers out, lay them out nice and organized. You can work through a a repair so much better. Uh, I mean, I can anyway. Peace of mind. Uh, staying focused, not getting frustrated. Oh, there's a s- screw that's you know got stripped out. Now the head's stripped out. Some people would just flip out at that point because they got the heli in their lap. Mm-hmm. You know, they're where this where this Allen driver go, and, and they dropped it in the grass, or you drop a screw in the grass because you're trying to work on this little nightstand size table that doesn't really fit anything. And I just I feel really bad for those people because I've been there and I know how it gets when you just well, it, yeah. So now hold on a second, Dan. You have a pretty small table, dude. Uh, you don't bring a table as big as the rest of us. I bring you four tables. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Why do I feel like you always have you're perched in front of like a tiny ass little table? Because I only Justin, bring one of them. It's you out. that has the small tables. No, dude, I bring two tables. Every fun fly I come to, I bring two tables, the a big folding one and then a smaller oh, okay. plastic one. I bring I bring one eight foot table and three four foot tables. Oh okay. yeah, I must be thinking around. of someone yeah, else. But I do know what you mean. I mean I have seen people working on those little nightstand sized tables. It's like I mean, I guess that's one way to get people from pulling up a chair and using your shit. Oh, it wouldn't matter. They'd put their crap on mine if that's <laughs> if I had a 1 square foot table that somehow get taken up by someone else's stuff. <laughs> I've made that mistake of putting stuff on Nick's uh, table. I'll never do I think it again. Everyone has. <laughs> I have politely yet sternly talked to I think each one of you guys. The one the one guy that I actually remember actually seeing the conversation was and i'm sure you'll remember was jody at billings <laughs> oh oh i've heard this word. yes every time that was he would else. walk he'd walk back from like flying and he'd t- talk to someone and he'd reach down and he'd set his heli right in the middle of my table <laughs> And then he'd kind of tear it apart and then he'd go walk off with a conversation and I'd come back and it's like okay really you know, all right, okay. So I'd politely, I'd move it back over, put it all in front of his area for, for him, and I'd come back, and then he'd start taking something apart, and he'd take it apart on my table, like sitting there talking to me, and then he'd get up and, <laughs> and go he'd walk sit in your away. chair. And yes, <laughs> you walk by, oh, do you want to sit here? No, well, why would I want to sit in a chair that I brought? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I bring four tables and four chairs. So if you happen you, to be around man, us, that is prepared. Dude. I got lots of room. I bring two cha- two tables, two chairs. 
and that usually gets the job done. And I don't mind letting people use my table or chair if they're not all up ons, but when it when it happens like what Nick is describing, yeah, that does get annoying. Tables are important. The next important thing, if you can fit it in your whether you're in a small car, if you got a truck, it's usually not an issue. Shade. Canopy. Pop up tent. You oh, gotta have yes. a ten by ten. Gotta have a yep. tent. Yep. I don't yep. care where you are. Home base. I'm almost calling that mandatory. Yeah. I would rather have a pop up tent and work on a towel on the ground than have a table and no pop-up Oh, tank. yeah. How about that? It just makes the yep. day. Yep. How uncomfortable would that be? It's not a good to thing. To be out in the open. Yeah, yeah, yeah the it's just not the... cool. You know why I find that so critical? And here's another. I'm going to add to your list right along that same lines. Lighting. Now, I understand, and as I'm kind of mm. learning, I paid a little more attention this year. I think this might be directly related to our area. I don't know if it's an entire West Coast thing or if it's a Northwest thing. But at our fun flies, we, for the most part, stay at the fun fly all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just yeah, because... Yeah, we're not the, going back to hotels or going home or Maybe it's that. because the dinner. areas are more isolated. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. But people eat there, they camp there, they stay up late, you know? Yep. So... Having that pop-up tent gives you not only a the ability to stay out of the weather, but, you know, you can pick up those, I don't really know what they're called. It's not a drop light, but just the, the clamp-on light, single bulb right. clamp-on mm-hmm. light. You can buy them for like eight bucks, and they take regular light bulbs. Yep. yep. If you take one of those, you can clamp it onto the 10 by 10 at the top, and completely light up a four by eight table. Awesome. Or oh, yeah. like what we yep. do, I run uh, like an LED rope lighting around the inside of it uh, just to keep the draw down on the generator because LEDs are a lot more efficient. And then I'll take one of those and I'll shoot it up in the middle. And there is nothing better than being able to sit there when the sun goes down and continue wrenching until midnight if you want. Or just have a place for all your buddies to gather around. Throw, I mean, that's usually where we end up, you know, next to a lighted canopy and, and a fire or something like that. Um, yep. Having that light at night is a good, clean, like bright light is, is just awesome. I love that. You know what another big one is for me? Food and water. And that, that sounds water. really simple, right? But you do not want to be that guy that didn't bring anything or only brought a little bit and then either has to sit there and suffer watching everyone else drink and eat their stuff or go and bug someone it to see if they will give you or share with you what they've brought. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. You don't mind <laughs> bugging <a> people? <laughs> I look. I like making the rounds. You you rarely don't come prepared, though. I mean, this is the guy who tows a roly cooler behind his <laughs> his <laughs> scooter, filled with like a twenty four pack of beer. Yeah, I rarely the adult beverages. I rarely <laughs> do not have a bunch of beer at a fun fly. I like to bring for everybody. Want a beer? There's one in the cooler. Well, now there's another thing: alcohol. 
Do you bring it or do you not bring it? Bring it. Bring it. Yeah, I think yeah. it depends on the fun fly, though. Because I've heard stories of fun flies in other areas that are not all that alcohol friendly. Maybe just because of the site that they're on or... Yeah, it could but, be. So you bring it, but you might not pull it out. Yeah. Keep it I don't door. know, man. I, I think that it's all... As long as everyone follows the rules of... You know, once you fill up a glass, the transmitter stays down. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. key. If you yes. follow that rule, then, I mean, I think it's all in good fun and mm-hmm. have a great time, you know? Sun goes down, helicopters get put away, beer coolers come out. Unless you want a night fly. Yeah, so, I, I don't ever night fly. Yeah. Well, I did last year. at had fun fly. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And it was. And you're going to do it again this year. And it was year. horrifying. Never realized oh. how quick... <laughs> my heli was until I flew it under lights. Wow, that is a very true. That like, is so true. Thing move. It goes out of the lights really fast. Really, too, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's other things too that are. You know, it's. I don't know. I think we probably would consider them a necessity. Some some people don't have the luxury of a generator. I mean, I couldn't imagine. You know, not having a generator. But again, I understand that sensitive, well, I don't know if it's a sensitive issue, but I know it's tempting and a lot, and we see guys with them, those industrial generators. Yeah. I don't think it's sensitive. Don't be I don't a dickhead and have one. Yeah. God. Don't be a D-bag. <laughs> you know, but to be honest with or you. Or if you're going to be a D-bag, a buy like a 500-foot extension cord. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And park it on the other side of the road. Uh, and and one of those sets of clear plexiglass panels yeah, like they use for drummers. Now, and, and how about this? Why is it that the people who bring those generators are also the ones that stay up really late and have something they feel the need to power right up until they go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, okay. That's, a, that's another one. Is there an etiquette? And I'm actually asking this more as a as a genuine question because I have been at fun flies. Okay, so I have been at most fun flies where my generator might have been about the last one, if not the last one, to get shut off. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Dan's. Is there an mm-hmm. etiquette on when you should shut off your generator? That's. I think it depends on no. the generator. And it depends do you, upon the situation. Do you have a quiet generator? <laughs> because, you know, my Honda 2000, unless I'm charging, you know, at two channels at 30 or 40 amps, then putting it in eco throttle mode, that thing's really quiet. Yeah. You know, it's really quiet during the day, but I've also been in my camper yeah. where we've been laughing, joking, and everything. It's like, all right, time to go to bed. And I've walked outside to shut off the generator. And even at an idle, when there's no other noise, you're like, oh, my God, this is really loud. Like, And there's, you know, people surrounded. All the tent campers usually camp behind the campers, right? And so it's like you've got your generator sitting there running next to some (laughs) poor SOB trying to camp in a tent. And I actually saw a post on Facebook about this. The guy was like, I'm going to go destroy this guy's generator if he doesn't shut it off. I'm thinking. <laughs> I got a. Whoa. I got a couple thoughts on that. I. I. You know, when you're talking about, uh, there's a couple situations, and we, 
we uh, we had kind of that this issue at our fun fly. Taylor from Billings was parked next to me, and he had a young baby in his trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He needed to keep his heat going in his trailer. You know, that is, and I'm, I will continue this, but that is a good reason to use your generator. I mean, some people might just need that power all night long. Yep. However, however, if you... If you do need to use your generator all night long, do everybody a favor and make sure you get a generator much like the 2000 yeah. or a good Yamaha yep. or a good generator mm-hmm. that can do what you need it to do at a very low setting. Because I got to tell you guys, the sound of a generator does not keep me from sleeping if it's a steady drone. It it just it just it just does not bother me in the least. Yep, yep I'm with you, Dan. If it can, if it's fluctuating or someone's trying to charge a bunch of batteries at four o'clock in the morning, that's another story. So if you if you have a reason, and I think you state your case to those people around you, I think you're going to find most people are reasonable enough, provided that you've taken the necessary precautions and to to and consideration. To make sure you buy a generator. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the big key there is to be courteous to the tent campers. You know, let them know, hey, if you see someone out there setting up their tent, let them know. Say, hey, I have a situation where I'm going to have to keep my generator running all night. Before you set up, this is as far as my extension cord will go. I have to put it right here. Before you pop up your tent right next to it, I just want to let you know. Because... You know, generally speaking, the people with the motorhomes and the campers and the trailers, um, once you get inside, dude, I can't hear nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I forget mine's on. So, yeah, I, I actually took a, a more courteous approach this year. And when I did this, uh, when I did this trailer, I did put a, a house battery in there and rigged up some LED lighting inside uh 12 volt led lighting mm-hmm. so that if i wanted to because as we all know nick is kind of a night owl and i'll stay up till three four o'clock in the morning at a fun fly wrenching away and fixing or doing whatever if i want to stay up that late i can still do it in my trailer with the lights on uh without having my generator run yeah so i personally i couldn't imagine unless somebody was running an industrial generator and those are annoying to me in the middle of the day and they're annoying to everybody oh, yeah. else in the middle of the day. Again, I I understand. I get it. I mean, it's sometimes, uh, you know, it's an expensive hobby. We all know that. I get that. Uh, and it's mighty tempting. Uh, you go down to Harbor Freight, you see you see a 5,000-watt generator for 300 bucks, and you go, yeah, hell yeah. But understand, you're going to get some dirty looks. You're yep. going to oh, yeah. get people mm-hmm. asking you to turn your generator off. And if you're going to go that route, get some long extension cords or be prepared to shut your generator off whenever you are not using it. Yeah. Because our generators pretty much run yeah, it gets the whole fun once. Oh, jeez, dude. Each morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Go through gallons of fuel. Yeah. yeah. I think our, what? Mine usually starts at between 7 and 8 yep. in the morning. 
and it's dude first flight it's first yeah. thing coffee screw that coffee. i'm making coffee <laughs> and i have to have that generator run to make coffee so that's first thing it gets fueled up and it does not shut off until three between two and three a.m yeah. yep so get get a good generator low db you'll thank yourself later yeah and it's yeah. more pleasant even when you're flying by yourself you're running your generator. You can have it, you know, ten feet away from you, and 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 you barely notice it. You know, it's yep. it's. You know, another thing that I just thought about speaking of generators, because I'm kind of in this in this boat. This Costco generator that I have, I have hammered on for the last couple years. It's still kicking, but if it dies, I don't believe that it really owes me anything at this point. Mm-hmm. I have been considering strictly for the for the sound. And fuel consumption portion of it, you know, we were talking about I could potentially use a 2,400 to 3,000 watt generator. Mm-hmm. Like I could. That would be great. Because uh, then I could I could really get some charge power out of stuff. But don't forget that a lot of the generators now, the, the higher quality ones, you can buy parallel kits for them. Mm-hmm. So I've been considering... Uh, maybe picking up like a Honda 1000 right now and using that as kind of like a, a house generator because they are so quiet. And I mean, light. The, Small. and light. I mean, those things, the thousands are ridiculously yeah. quiet. And that, see, that would be another one of those where I could fire that thing up and let it run all day long, use half the fuel. And when I needed to charge or whatever, then I could go fire up the 2,000, run them in parallel, or vice versa. So that's also an option. Can you run different sized no. Hondas in parallel? Yeah, I thought I you had to have oh, two of the really? same one. You can't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think you could. Oh, well, that throws that whole theory. They have to crap. be. They have to be the same charger or same generator. Okay, same so generator. a couple of couple of 2,000s then. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. So there's just there's there's more options out there. Yeah. What can you guys? What else can we uh, think of other than the obvious clothes? Bring some clothes, maybe. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely bring clothes. <laughs> uh, think out your sleeping situation long beforehand because you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you know you're not comfortable. So is it a tent? Are you going to sleep in your car? If so, mm-hmm. do you need a sleeping bag? Uh, at least around here, we see huge swings in yeah, temperature yep. from day to night. I mean, it can be in the 80s during the day and then down in the 40s at night. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of Especially warm out in the too. farmland. Yeah. Jackets. Yeah. Bring bring a jacket or a windbreaker, a hoodie, something like that. Yep. yep. That's probably the big one for me is watch the extreme ends because it's it's no fun when you're out there and everyone's laughing and joking and you're drinking your beers at at midnight or whatever and you're just freezing frozen yeah Mm -hmm. because then you got to cut your night short and especially i mean i'm very sensitive to that because i'm a huge vajayjay when it comes (laughs) to being cold and uh i don't like like to do that but also don't forget your sunscreen you will come back with some Yes. Killer looking tan lines and goggles and (laughs) neck strap marks and all sorts of cool stuff. (laughs) I don't use sunscreen at all. 
Or you just need Neither it. Neither do I. your skin just hurts when it gets yeah. burnt. Or you're like, Jesse hid. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, you, you wear your vajayjay on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's like, I need the sunscreen. Yeah, it's not because I would want to use it. Yeah. It's painful. We're avoiding pain with sunscreen. <laughs> Warm weather gear, sunscreen, plenty of water. I know Justin brought that up, but that's so important. You got to stay on top of the hydration. And beer is not yeah. necessarily very good at hydrating you as much as we'd like to think otherwise. Uh, plenty of water. Got to do it. Rule number one it's at a fun fly is have yeah. a good time. That's right. And fly. And have a good time the way that you have a good time. Don't feel pressured to, if you're not comfortable flying, don't fly. Hang out with your buddies. Shoot the bull. But don't. Look at other people's helicopters. Don't, yeah, don't fly if you're not comfortable, but, but don't. Don't okay. If you're not going to fly, don't do it because you think people are judging your ability. Yeah. Don't oh, let yeah, that yeah, be yeah. the no, reason. I'm with you on that, that. But like you said with Ed, right? At, no one's judging Ed's ability. Everyone knows Ed's working up to it. He's learning. He's getting the skills, but he can't throw down. And yet he still enjoys the social oh, aspects absolutely. of the fun yeah. fly, and and the learning from other people more yep. than anything else. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, you'll warm up to it. Get a couple of them under your belt, and you'll be out there front and center, uh, giving it hell. Go out and of your it. way to talk to people that you've never met. I mean, uh, you can learn a lot, and that you know that's a that's a big one too. Because you know, as uh, your if it's your first one or two fun flies, as just Justin just mentioned, if you take a little bit of time to kind of put yourself out there and just be sociable, you. If you're not, if you don't, if you aren't comfortable with the flying, uh, man, you will leave that fun fly. If you take, make the effort to converse, you will learn a ton from a lot of people. Yep. Yep. So don't be shy. Uh, definitely try to get some flying in. And here's the good thing too. Generally at most every fun fly, there's going to be a, an area, uh, whether it's most, generally it's on the ends Sometimes not, depending on how big the field is. But somewhere you're going to be able to find an area where there's not necessarily a lot of people. Maybe that's where you want to go to fly if that's, if that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, you know. But definitely get out there. Get your heli in the air. You got a question, ask. Everybody there is willing to help. I mean, I can't, I just can't think I've ever necessarily met a regular guy at a fun fly that doesn't isn't willing to give you some of his advice or, Hey, I got a question. You want to, can you take a look at this heli with me? Yeah. Someone's going to yeah. want to help you and uh, just have a good time because that's what it's all about. Good time had by all. Precision, speed, torque, and power. We'd expect nothing less out of a servo put on the market by a guy that pushes his equipment to the absolute limits flight after flight. If they're good enough for Bert, then they're good enough for me. BK Servos. Keeping my heli feeling connected. www.bkservo.com Okay, um... So I've gotten a few emails lately, and I think 
we have some news, Nick, don't we, on the uh, citizen cards? Are we we're getting a little closer to maybe getting that that pinned down? Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> I can <laughs> I can say that and and try and not swear all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be the most frustrating endeavor I've ever come across, and and man, dealing with people who can't, you know, they won't email back. You have to call them on the phone, and then fortunately, my job situation has changed a little bit where I don't have that luxury. So just you know, you're spending, yeah, you're spending an hour at lunch. It's just it's been a a lot worse than I had expected. So I apologize because that was my deal, my taking on. And uh, it's ultimately been my demise that they are not out. <laughs> but I hope to have a solution um, quickly. The good news is once we once we find a solution and we find a company that we believe can get them out and get them out correctly, it, it will be a fast process from there. I mean, we're getting them all right off the bat. So uh, – I personally really apologize for the huge delay. I know the other guys are always getting asked, you know, hey, when I should have gotten a card, yes, you should have. And and if for some odd reason we don't have them out, uh, it's not going to inhibit you from getting any of the benefits whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, yep. the, yeah, that's not your fault. That's not your deal. I know we had mentioned, hey, you know, show us your citizen card. At events, and uh, it was twenty percent off, right? Yeah, twenty percent off, 20. like apparel. If we have hats or shirts or anything there, don't worry. Obviously, if you don't have a card, you can't show it. So just walk up and be like, "Yeah, well, if you were better at this card thing, you." <laughs> would. No, I, th- I thought that was our plan, though, <laughs> just to not not send them out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. That that was it. No. But um, yeah, don't worry about that. Just tell us your citizen number. I mean, we'll we can check it or we don't care or whatever yeah but uh yeah i I apologize for that yeah it's not going to hinder anything um everything won't get it going just hang in there let's see uh well of course we have our fun flight coming up uh very soon as well in june end of june 26th 7th 8th and 9th right you got That's it. That's it. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Of course, uh, that'll be in Deer Park, Washington. Uh, look for more information on our webpage. If you look, there is a icon on, I believe, the right-hand side. Uh, second Annual RC Alienation Fun Fly. Click on that. See some pictures from last year. There's a link to our trailer there from last year as well. Give you an idea of kind of what the area looks like. and. Um, yeah, well, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Let's see. Anything else you guys want to? Yeah, get on. We do have one one more really exciting thing. Oh, we might have sat down this week and and done an extra recording. Oh, that's we right. Did. That's right. Dan, Big, care to enlighten us on that? Big news. The, the long-anticipated and very well done, I might add, digging in episode number four. That's right. Yes. Should be done. Double shooting. 
101. Yeah, should be done. I I don't know if I'm going to get it done before we leave to the fun fly, but if it's not done, should be done. Uh, I don't know that we'll have it ready because there's a process involved with getting it uh, uploaded yeah, to our server, ones. and then we got to go through an approval process and yada, yada, yada. And then we have to fight the approval process. and uh, Yeah, so that will be available shortly. Look that for that probably in the next week, week and a half. Uh, I actually, it was kind it's of... It's going to be a good it is, one. It is a good one. I actually uh, had the pleasure of sitting in on that session uh, and listening while the guys were recording it. And um, man, what a, what a good episode. The longest, I think it's the longest one that uh, you guys have done, isn't it? It's... Oh, yeah. Almost twice as long. Yeah. Almost. Full of this fantastic one, information. Yeah, we I I can we can give a little bit of a teaser. What we are doing is we are attempting to uh, teach you guys how to troubleshoot, troubleshoot problems, and not just you know fix your helicopters for you, <laughs> but <laughs> both of us work in an environment every day uh, where we diagnose issues, failure type analysis. Correct, Justin? Oh yeah, I think that's my entire world. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's that's something that can be very intimidating. You're flying, and boom, your heli crashes. And it wasn't you for once. You know, walking out there, what happened? What do you do? That sort of a thing. What do you look for? Uh, how do you figure it out and how do fix you it so it, it doesn't happen again? In a systematic, efficient manner. That's right. Yes. So troubleshooting 101. This is... Uh, this is another one that we're we're definitely very proud of, and I, I think you guys are going to like it. So look forward to that. I do have one request, and I ugh, I don't know what I have done with this list. We have a list of, I believe, two listeners that have lifetime downloads for digging in. I don't. I do not know. <laughs> It's are. been so long since we recorded one, we lost the list. I don't know who you are, so please send me an email. I will make sure uh, you get that episode when it's available. Uh, we do not. We definitely want to honor that. Um, so yay for me on that one. <laughs> Good job, Dan. <laughs> so yeah. Send me an email. I will make sure that you get uh, access to that to that episode when it when it becomes live. So uh, definitely definitely do that. Let's see. We've got uh, that's about it, guys. Anything else? There is one other little bit of news. Um, it's kind of exciting because you know we we sell out of shirts relatively quickly, uh, and Nick was contemplating we mentioned a while back of coming up with a new shirt design uh without giving too much away um i do have a meeting on monday here locally with our shirt guy uh i will be submitting those designs to him for a quote and i would suspect a week or two uh, two at the worst after I get back, those shirts will probably be ready. Maybe, maybe sooner. It's hard to tell based on how busy they are. 
Uh, so look for that new shirt design here shortly. We're not going to do a pre-order this time. We, we have a pretty good idea of what sizes we need to get to kind of accommodate those, you, those of you who are getting shirts from us. So uh, this is a really cool design. I think, uh, you know, I honestly, uh, you know, my favorite shirt that we've done to date is the Together We Are The Nation uh, shirt. It was a fantastic design that just sold fantastically. I mean, we got rid of those very quickly. I do believe this shirt is going to be right up, right on par with that. Version two. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a really, it's, it's kind of simplistic, but very well done shirt. So uh, I think uh, that's going to be a good one. So look forward to that probably in a couple weeks. We're going to restock some of the more popular uh, older designs that we have as well. So we're going to, for those of you who didn't get a chance to get on the last pre-order for those shirts or maybe not the pre-order, but, uh, you know, to get in on the, uh, sale of, cause of what the stock that we had left, you're going to have an opportunity to pick up some of those shirts. So probably do a couple of the more popular ones, uh, black, white, um, so look, look for that. Definitely together. We are the nation. And uh, probably one of the other white ones, um, mainly because I need more white T-shirts. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why don't you just come out and say it, Dan? Be like, Nick, yeah. I need you to design another white. T-shirt, I need please. another white T-shirt. All righty. Well, uh, let's see. I guess if you wanted to get in touch with us, we need to get some emails out there. Nick, you want to tell us uh, how we can get in touch with you if we want to send you an email? Yeah, you would send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. Jesse, how would I get in touch with you? Uh, you would definitely send me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com. And Justin? You would send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com, Dan K. Reed on the forums. I would invite you guys to check out our webpage. As always, there's a bunch of new names in there hanging out. It's a great way to chat with some other guys that are into the hobby and uh, meet some new folks. Our Facebook page continues to grow. We're almost at 3,500, believe it or don't. Uh, thank you for your Facebook support. Uh, before we go, I want to give a listener shout out. I had an interaction with a listener today that I shared with the guys. Um, just a fantastic, very positive message. Uh, Ed, you know who you are, and it's not not my local Ed. It's another Ed. Ed O'Brien, I just want to say, hey, man, thank you for the message. It was a very nice message to hear. You know, we, we, we can never get enough of those. And uh, thank you for what you did. You know what it is. No need to, to be telling everybody about that. But you know what you did, and uh, thank you. We all appreciate it. Yeah, your support is amazing, and and uh, you know we definitely are grateful and and humbled by your uh, gesture. So thank you so much, Ed, and uh, keep listening, dude. Fly safely. Yes. Uh, I think that about does it, guys. Uh, this has been episode one hundred and thirty-six. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Othello, here we come. Yeah, later, guys. Take it easy. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by KDE Direct, Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC. 
Genzace batteries, Blade helicopters, BK servos, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.